0: So this one's going to so Welcome be- to Five Boys. No <laughs> wait, hold, hold on. We do need to do a quick preface before we start this which is if we get silent it's because we're recording this episode while watching Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly because we got that bored during it. Not to say that we don't respect the ability of both Kyle
1: O'Reilly and Adam Cole, but Considering that I believe all three of us watched their last two matches, uh, yeah, g- matches, uh, as well as at least the highlights from their PWG match, um, it's really hard to take this seriously. Yeah, oh, so I was gonna go
0: for a. If-
1: oh yeah, man.
0: I'll look oh look at goodness. this! Here it comes. He's going for the thing, and now, co- but yeah, if we go silent, that's why. It's because we're like, oh look, something is interesting that's happening. I stopped being interested in this match when O'Reilly came out wearing a hooded trash bag.
1: (laughs) If Adam Cole doesn't get out of this by hitting him in the dick...
0: So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I've been violently underwhelmed by NXT Takeover Scotty Moore. I'm the Axe in Smash Express, Blake Tanner. Uh, I am an aspiring member of the acclaimed, the Dylan. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, should we just start with an So... And next, the first night was actually very, very good. I don't know what's happened because night two was the shit I was excited for, like Cross versus uh, Balor, which was, was weird. And then this no, match- it wasn't
1: weird. It's just that like Cross has such a weird move set that it like because Finn was great. Everything Finn did made sense. He targeted like the midsection and the liver because he does foot stomps like and then carrion cross was just like no i just hit you in the back of the head enough that you don't get up he
0: literally just pummeled him on the ground like in the back of the head with like two or three quick jabs and it looked like it knocked finn the fuck out well see that i like what i didn't like as dylan pointed out was earlier in the match when he's doing like rollover northern light suplexes and shit like that but yeah like I enjoyed the ending because it was almost Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, not without Logan Paul-esque, of just beating the shit out of another man until they cannot compete anymore. Uh, Which is fine, and it's great. It's just, I think that the the fact that he did it in like four or five quick shots, when if you look at a good example of doing that, which is Brock Lesnar beating the fuck out of Randy Orton with his elbows... Um, yeah, then oh, ew. I am the table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cole just uh, Cole just ate a big old brain buster that did not break the table. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Also, I did realize during night one of Takeover that Io Shirai really is Miss Takeover, cause holy shit, cause from the trash can off the top of the war game cell to then looking at a giant skull and saying, I can jump off of that. Io Shirai don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. Io Shir- that's, there's a reason that Io Shirai is considered by many to be the best women's wrestler in the world. Yeah. Uh, and definitely that's the reason why she was like, that's why she was the face of stardom for so long. Yeah. Like she, she real good, <laughs> She real good
0: fam. Uh, Kyle has a a reason. There's a
1: reason why I support Joshi wrestlers whenever they show up. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And I've yet to be wrong. (laughs) Um,
0: I don't really have any notes from Raw or SmackDown because I could honestly give less of a fuck. Honestly, last week after I said we're not talking about WWE for the next year, it felt as if a weight was lifted and I no longer had to care about these things anymore. Yeah, uh, it didn't. The Hall of Fame happened this week, didn't it? Oh, dad, Josh Hall, Chicken Chicken Hall of Fame. Yeah, Chicken
1: Chicken. Know your name, Chicken yeah. Chicken. The only thing I gave a shit about. The only thing I gave a shit about is that Jushin Thunder Liger got recognized. Yeah, and he wore his he wore his uh his inform or his uh his formal mask, which doesn't have the eyes. Yeah, yeah, or the hair. <laughs>
0: Now, oh wait, hold on, Adam! Cole, what the fuck? A- Adam Can't Cole, what the actual Adam Cole has a toolbox, and I'm infinitely disappointed that the toolbox did not have the undisputed era logo spray painted on the side of it. Uh, yeah. How are we supposed to know,
1: Adam? Adam, what do you keep in your toolbox? Uh, a tire iron, <laughs> a s- pair of pliers. What um, are you going a to chain? do? And a wrench.
0: Adam, or, what I, are you going to do here? You're just kind of holding a wrench or a menacingly at Kyle. I don't... What was his... Holding th-
1: some pliers menacingly. He's menacingly holding some pliers. At least now he's getting yes. the wrench, I mean, right?
0: I, if he, if he no, tried to... No, he's getting the uh, Undisputed Era brand tire iron. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I would have... Ah, uh, kick to the leg. I would have loved it if he tried to use those pliers to take out one of uh, one of his teeth. Because then at least you could say that's an homage. The wacky line. (laughs) Wacky line! Alright, let's, uh, why don't we talk about AEW? Because AEW actually had a pretty kick-ass show. You had Hangman Page versus, um, old fucking Max Caster who did release a diss track on page yesterday
1: oh my god i had it stuck in my head for a solid two hours what was it
0: that uh what was it that <laughs> that hangman page said in response wasn't it like i guess today i chose Well, violence. looks like
1: i'm gonna have to make this boy suffer <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: uh that was good uh jericho cut his first baby face promo in aew which some people loved i think it's because it's jericho that i didn't but I really did not like that babyface promo because I hate when a a heel turns babyface and is instantly just like, hey guys, sorry for what we did for a year and suddenly everyone's cool with it. Like Mike Tyson, the guy who Jericho was threatening to beat up, just being like, you know what? No, I'm fine with this guy now. It's Listen, if anybody anybody, uh, understands forgiveness, Maybe it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson practices forgiveness every day. Uh, but yeah, he started it off being like, literally for about, I swear to God, two solid minutes talking about how dumb they were. <laughs> Just literally being like, I was bad in school. I didn't know shit about geography or anything. And I'm like, okay, Chris, I get your point. Were you good at geography? I'm like, Chris, we get it. And then he's just, like, doing a full an- analysis of the grades of the un- of uh, the inner circle. I'm gonna be honest, that's a classic Jericho-style promo, though. Like, that sounds exactly like it'd be right up his alley. Like, that's his... Yeah. Like, uh, if he didn't fucking come out and have all of their grades, like, as he pulled from a transcript, that would have been pure Jericho, because he loves bringing out big pieces of paper. Yeah, uh, I
1: got to Listen, he had some solid disses in there, like uh, calling Tully Blanchard a, C- uh, a third string member of the four horsemen.
0: See, that was the weird thing for me, because I understand Tully's part of the pinnacle, so he ha- he's doing the rundown and insult every member, so you have to insult one of the founding members of the four fucking horsemen. It's the fact that he decided to start with Tully. As if Jericho came out to the ring and was like, I've chosen violence against this old ass man today. And it will be the first thing I... Oh, look, they're doing the spot where they both sit in chairs and do big punches at each other. <sighs> uh, but yeah, he did that. He botched his insult on Wardlow. He- I just didn't like it. And it- once again, it may be because I do not like Chris Jericho now. But yeah, I just yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: it's I'm pretty sure it's that part. Okay. But hey, look at the bright side—we get blood and
0: guts. I hate. Um, I mean, I yeah, I am pretty close to hating Jericho as a person. But if he throws out a good promo, there I'm not it gonna... is. Oh, there it is. Punch in the dick. Oh, the dick
2: punch. punch
0: in the dick. Punch that dick, Cole. Punch that dick. Punch that dick, Cole. Punch that dick. I'd love if that was the end. He just pinned him. He just pinned him up, punching him in the dick. <laughs> uh. In addition, the main event fucking ripped. I really, I loved it because of the storytelling. But one of uh, one of oh, our fans. Holy on, fuck! Hold on. Two. Oh, Ooh. Kyle kicks out of the stiffest super kick I've ever <laughs> seen in my fucking life. He looks like he's gone. Jesus Christ! That was that was the most. Oh, they're gonna show
1: it again. Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kyle? Oh. Yeah, Kyle looked like a dog in an ASPCA commercial. After that, oh, oh my, my fucking
1: Jesus! That
0: other ankle was fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the main event of AEW was actually pretty fucking good. The story was great. Although someone did on Twitter did point out. I would believe that Matt Jackson doesn't want to hurt Kenny Omega more if Matt Jackson didn't actively try to murder Kenny Omega in a tag team match last February, which I can agree with. It's a fair point. It's like, um,
1: what the fuck are you doing? It's an unsanctioned match. Fuck off. Yeah, there yeah, you go,
0: Cole. Th- I mean, literally, uh, he's not really a referee right now. He's the referee for Raw Underground. He's got the black shirt. Turn it. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah that happened the Bucks turned heel I really wish that there was a great moment during the Bucks turning where Nick looks at Matt and smiles and just goes get him and then they both kick Moxley in the face but then they started acting timid again and this is now the second time we've had the Bucks aligning with the good brothers and Kenny and not fully being in it yet which I'm I'm not sure about. I kind of just I I want them either to be fully in or fully out. That's it. Look, look,
1: the ref is out, so he can't count the three. One, two, two three. Oh, Kyle,
0: okay. I do. That's <laughs> like, actually that's smart. Okay. Once again, we're also doing commentary on Cole versus Kyle while doing the podcast. But I like the fact that Cole released the pin before a three count. Because, like, a baby face will hold it for a long amount of time so everyone can say, like, oh, they would have won. I like the fact that he released it before the three count. That way it still is up in the air if Kyle would have kicked out or not. You boys are smart. Look at you smart boys doing your wrestle. It's not like you've done this match 17 different times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it- we were talking earlier. the The, the NXT... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus is the fifth company they have done this match in. Yeah, At- CZW, uh, PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and now NXT. They have done it in every major company except AEW and Impact.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, you you're, you're mistaken because those other four companies didn't have. Greasy Kyle O'Reilly who wore a trash bag to the ring that said axe and smash on it. Oh. Uh, more like more like ass and hash. <laughs> oh. The man who looks like an extra from Captain Marvel just wearing a denim vest and a fucking fleece tied around his waist while rocking the worst pompadour in existence. It's like he try- he's trying to look like a, a shitty little shark. He is a shitty little shark. You got shitty little boots and shitty little shark. Now you got both of them. Um, All right. That was literally all the news I found that w- it didn't end up in heels and baby faces. So Dylan, uh, I just want to end this segment of the show by asking you, what the fuck's up with New Japan lately? What the fuck has happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. You. It's uh, been a couple weeks, to, so I need I, you
1: to just, like, I, take it all. I need you to be more specific about what.
0: Well, last week we did discuss the new belt, which I believe in our chat I described as a Voltron belt buckle. But I'm more curious about the man who's holding it now, because it really did seem like um that, that Ibushi was going to be holding it for a while. And yeah, that's that's
1: part of the reason why he did it, is that he declared himself god, said, I'm going to unify these, and then failed. Yeah. So basically, he let his ego get in the way.
0: Ah, okay. Okay, I don't mind that. That's that's actually really nice. It's weird to hear precious baby Kushida be like, I am a god. I will unify these titles. I'm like, no, you're a child. What the fuck? Fuck. Uh- <laughs> they just fell through the ring. Where'd they go? How do they
1: end on that with no winner? That's I, what they're gonna do. Yeah. No, I gotta
0: really hope the Ding Dang Fiend comes out with both of their mm-hmm. heads. They're just gone. <laughs> they're just, they just gone. gone. Uh, for our listeners, O'Reilly and Cole just went through the stage. And it just like a trap door collapsed underneath them. Mm-hmm. And now they're gone. I don't see them anymore. I would love they're being
1: shown from six different angles. I'd
0: love if it came back and the little like thing in the bottom corner came up. That was like, and now the show's over. Oh, god. Yeah, I was hoping this. Is, uh... They're going to be like, no contest. <laughs> this shit's over. Fuck it.
2: Oh, he just kicked the through the fucking wall! <laughs> he kicked it down the wall!
0: What are yes. you fucking in the Shining, Adam Cole?
1: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so one of the new, uh, I guess it's, a, it's kind of a trope, but he's established. Uh, one of the new things is that whenever a new high-level, like, heal and faction is introduced, they win the uh, they win the New Japan uh, Championship. Uh, it happened with Naito uh, with the New Japan Cup after he formed Lij. It happened with Jay White after he um, became like he beat Okada, became the undisputed head of Bullet Club, and now they've done it again with uh, Will Ospreay and also uh, Foley.
0: Evil last year as well. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but. I
1: I like to, I don't count the quarantine as a time in history. Um, (laughs) Yes, that is. But now it's happened with Will Ospreay and like a lot of people, you especially didn't understand the fact that it was put on Will Ospreay. And I feel like you're letting how you feel about his face take away from the fact that he is one of the most gifted performers of the last decade. No, no, I <laughs>
0: like, I get it. it. It's the fact that it came out of nowhere for me. Like, if you told me Will Ospreay oh, yeah, would- yeah, no,
1: no, no. If if you had been, if you had paid attention at all, it didn't come out of
0: nowhere. Okay, okay. Then, then I'm fine with it. Because it is, th- this is what I want in the new next season of Fight Boys WWE to become. Where- like, only once a month we check in and we're like, what the fuck? Heath Slater's back and he's the champion? What? Why what did, did that, that happen? happen? Uh, <clears throat> I do want to go back to something that you said, Dylan, and, uh, what are you talking- What is a quarantine? Like, we've only just been here for two weeks, right? Yeah. It, it's only- Like, it was mid-March when all this started, so, like, we're about to come back and it's- I mean, 2020's gonna be great, right? What the fuck was that? Okay, for for the listeners, Adam Cole pinned Kyle, and Kyle is literally dead, and his shoulder, just almost like a ghost, possessed his body, shot up just inches off the mat. Oh, it's gonna be the fiend. You're right, it's gonna be the fiend. (laughs) (laughs) He's possessing him. The Ding Dang Fiends helping Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Adam Cole. Oh, God. The Meltman's home. Oh, shh. Oh, oh, we get a, a Kenny Omega avoiding the Rainmaker via passing out avoid all of the uh, last shot. All
1: Our- right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, that happened. Uh, D- El Desperado is unfortunately no longer double champion, which makes sense, but he's the. He's the yeah. junior champion, which is cool. Um the never open weight title has become the second belt of the company, which I feel is a good in a way because it's an open weight championship. Yeah, yeah. So like it can act as a as a very serious means of uh of helping of helping like stars like rise up. Yeah. You grab the chain. There you go. <laughs> there you Punch go. the man.
0: Honestly, he's um, going to get we, back up, watch,
1: we, watch, he's going to rise from the grave.
0: <laughs> we gonna... started this show shitting all over this match. It's not been bad since we started recording the show. This has actually been a pretty fucking good match. They really picked up, yeah.
1: But you know... When we started recording, they were just using shares continuously in different ways for six minutes. Ma- why? Oh god damn it! Okay. Panama sunrise. Anyway, yeah, reversal. New Japan. New Japan is fine. A lot of people are complaining. They're like, "Has New Japan lost its luster?" I was like, "One, there was a pandemic, and like a lot of their talent was international." Yeah. Um. Two. Uh, oh, Uh. Two. Like they tried something. They tried to make a star, and it didn't work. Right. That happens. Like nothing is perfect. See, uh, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, uh, three um, frickin' whenever uh, Naito won the double belt, that kind of like sewed up a lot of the storylines. Like that knight sewed up a lot of the storylines. Are you kidding me with his own move? Okay, thank God. Um, and like since then, basically we're having to restart the cycle again. The beginning of a story cycle is never good. Oh, yeah. Never- Never great. Think of like every show you've had. We're like, oh man, we tied up the storyline. It was this major one, such a payoff. And then the next season rolls around and everybody bitches about the beginning of that next season because none of the stuff they loved is around anymore.
0: I mean, that's the thing with every post-WrestleMania season. I mean, like not this post-WrestleMania season because there's nothing to be disappointed about. But I mean, lest, lest we forget the Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins Versus Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin debacle of 2019, like...
1: Yeah, so, like, I like how we're like, oh, he's such a despicable, such a despicable, like, heel, he's gonna try to use that chair to crack Kyle O'Reilly's, like, neck, and then Kyle is about to use it to break his leg, and it's like, oh, this heroic baby face.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, Dylan, something you said, going back to your point, like, Because I read that has New Japan lost its luster post on uh, Squared Circle earlier this week. And like, oh, hey, Cole came back. But uh, it's just like everybody, like we were all in a pandemic. Everybody had to work like extra hard. They all kind of lost their luster because when you can't do wrestling live, it's not as good. So you could literally say that about any company. Um, Yeah. Uh, I even know without a doubt the point about like, it's not the same without fans is true because the other day I rewatched Omega Moxley lights out and I almost wept seeing a crowd there I almost wept hey guys what if this match just ends by Roderick Strong coming out and just stabbing them both and then pinning them both to the mat saying I am the real one this match has gone 40 minutes over the uh, original allotted time almost of this pay-per-view yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but fuck, yeah, I, I don't know. Boom! Waited for
1: it, it paid off. Anyway, yeah, New Japan, like, I understand where people are like, oh, it's gotten different, but I'm willing to wait out the rest of this year. Yeah. Um, because it's their first year back, and, like, they have a May show, uh, in the Tokyo Dome. Like, that's unheard of for them, and that's gonna be the match where Okada faces Osprey. Like that's gonna be if it, the last two times or any indication, gonna be a great match. Yeah, and I bet yeah. they're so they're I'm, gonna
0: try to get people into the May show. Like depending on, I don't know what Japan's uh, vaccine rollout is like right oh, now. Look, it's
1: not working. It 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 went down
0: to his ankle and oh okay. Jesus Christ! God what damn. a finish! If that's the finish, two. Three. Three. Okay. Yeah, yep, that did, was good. I did not expect Kyle to win, but what a fucking finish. Oh no, Kyle had to win. Yeah, because he's going to stay here while Adam Cole probably has to go to the main roster and be disappointed. I did like how Cole did the I just shaky need them to, I just need them to
1: show that one more time.
0: Yeah. A standing ovation for it, like, like the beginning of it wasn't terrible. Uh, you know what? They'll only remember the, the, uh, the ending. So as long as the I, ending is good. Yeah. I love how Cole did the, uh, the shaky cell, which is one of my favorite cells. The same one Edge did after he put Foley through the table and you just start fucking jittering everywhere. One of my favorite cells.
1: The seizure cell. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that was a cell. I really <laughs> do think his body went into shock after he
0: had a knee with a chain on it dropped onto his back and his body sent into a chair.
2: Oh, God. Is Adam Cole good? No. Probably not. I
0: don't... Uh, He's talking. Feels weird to do a... He's moving his legs. That's (laughs) a good sign. Feels weird to do a podcast over this. No, shut up. It's fine. They're about to go back through and fall into the entrance ramp. Uh, You know what would be even more rude to do while Adam Cole is uh, violently dying after being killed by Kyle O'Reilly? Asking about all our Patreons. listeners to go to patreon.com slash loadedvs and support the Fight Boys. Give us your money. Give us your love. It would mean the world to us. And we give back to you. We give you exclusive content like Wrestling History X, old episodes of JWF Monday Night War, where Blake and I just sit down and just admonish ourselves for how fucking terrible it was. God, that was brutal. And if you want it, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, Big D, who are we tweeting this week? I told you we're going to tweet at Evil Uno
1: and congratulate him on being friends with Sting.
0: Uh, or tweet Britt Baker. <laughs> we just no. saw what happened to your husband. No. We're sorry.
1: Boyfriend, they're not married.
0: Oh, are they not married? I could have sworn they were. Um, Yeah, you just tweet, I'm sorry for your loss right now. It's going to be really bad if he's actually injured. I'm I don't know if they're real- selling. No, because Kyle is definitely... Kyle would probably look a little bit more solemn if Cole was <laughs> actually... Yeah, Kyle wouldn't look like a Frankenstein just slowly approaching his prey. I must kill Kohola. Don't don't fall in the hole. Don't fall in the I'd hole. I love. I would love if that was the end. Kyle's just dazed walks forward and trips into the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. Uh so Oh, he's real close to it. He's real close he's, to it. It's it's going to turn if he turns around. Oh, it's the fiend. Oh my god, the fiend has come out. Uh, any any news on our Dark Order application? <laughs> Hashtag Uno. We want to be
1: friends with Sting, Two. too. <laughs> uh,
0: that's all I want in life. So, uh, Uno, if you can make that happen. Yeah. But, boys, it's now time to get into heels and... Oh, wait, no. It's time for the show where we talk about what did Jericho do this week? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Is that Drake? Is that Drake?
1: Is that Drake, Drake? Younger? Is he about to? No. Is he about to to to
0: spray COVID in <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly's face? I he Drake Younger just whispering into Kyle's asshole just now. Uh, yeah, Chris Jericho continuing to constantly shock the wrestling world by just showing up on the broken skull sessions on Peacock. What? Oh, so wait—he just showed up. No, no, there's gonna be a, a an episode of the Broken Skull sessions with Jericho on it. Like they full on brought Jericho. Um, Austin messaged him, said, Hey, hey, pal, love you have you on the show. And Jericho said, Fuck yeah. And then Austin texted Vince and said and Vince said, Yeah, sure, do it. So now he's gonna be on there. And apparently AEW is not off the table of discussion, like on the official WWE YouTube page. They had like a one of those fast quizzes that Austin does before to promote the upcoming show. And most of them were WWE kind of related questions. But at one point he goes, favorite tag team partner. And I can't remember who he said first, but then the second one was Sammy Guevara, which holy shit. So, yeah, the uh, the other forbidden wall has been broken down by Chris Jericho. It's a, it's not like a forbidden wall. It's the forbidden cubicle outside the main office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's the, listen, listen, I want this to remain forbidden because everything WWE touches turns to shit.
0: Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I am with it as well. But I mean, Austin, Austin's come out and s- said he likes AEW, says that he thinks it helps the product, which, I mean, yeah, it definitely helped NXT. Uh, it didn't help the whole product. But yeah, um I, I'm I'm interested. This may be the first broken skull sessions I actually tune in for.
1: I'm sorry, I just watched the finish to the uh Cruiserweight ladder match, and it's good to know that Jordan Devlin's dead. Oh, oh yeah, Oh in boy peace. got
0: headbutted straight through that fucking ladder. <laughs> <laughs> it funny pretty- for now, uh should we get into our heels and baby faces, boys? Yeah, and if if we want to start with heels, I think I should start with mine to lead into yours, Scotty, because I just read them. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. While yep. Dylan figures out his <laughs>
1: what my heels and baby faces, I can do them right now for you. Oh, no, right, good, <laughs> okay. Good.
0: Um, no, my heel of the week is a a surprise return. I would not have thought he would have been back. Um, it's J, <laughs> it's JBL, the man that's blocked me on Twitter for unknown reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, for existing, yes, like
0: for existing, <laughs> probably. So, um, I I watched this a few days ago. JBL had a Hall of Fame speech, um, where he came out and he was just very solemn and he was uh very uh apologetic and saying, "If I ever did anything to you, if I ever made you feel uncomfortable, or I forget what his exact wording is, he's and he said, i 'I'm sorry.'" You feel that way. Um, (laughs) he is, and I'm like, no, these, you mean the horrible things that you actually did in the locker room? You mean the weird fucking shit you did? Well, no, this was a, it was him in character, because I know what you're talking about, because it was the end of his thing. Yes, I know it uh, was him in character, and I know he was just trying to work the crowd. And I like when a wrestler, like, brings in real life stuff, for the most part. Except for this, because this is actual bad shit. Like, um, yeah. this, is, this is actual bad shit that he did, and we know he did. And the fact that he uh, essentially uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back and drove Barra Ranallo away from WWE still gets me to this day. And I dislike the man intently because it, it was a horrible thing to do, but it was also such a good heel thing to do, and I hate it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Hall of Fame, Blake, That's my entire ass heel of the week. Um, not the hall of fame in general. I actually, I love the hall of fame. Usually. In fact, like I will go back and watch edges hall of fame speech. I love that speech. Foley's is very, very good. This year's because they had to cram two years into one. They only gave each guy like 10 minutes, no inductees and like, or no uh, inductors. No one actually got to induct these people into the hall of fame. Um, the, the racist got to speak, which is always unfortunate. But for me, I want to focus in on the legacy inductees. Because I don't know what it is, the whole legacy side of it, but it sounds insulting. Because, like, there's somewhere I'm like, oh, okay, these were people who weren't in WWE, but they still made a big contribution to professional wrestling. So, obviously, WWE doesn't want to give them a main thing which is weird because Liger was only in WWE for, like, a cup of coffee in an NXT match with Tyler Breeze, and yet he got Hall of Fame, but these people don't. Uh, But this year's was even more interesting because, like, Dr. Death fucking Steve Williams, Buzz Sawyer, Ray Stevens, like, massive fucking names just kind of get thrown to the side in this, hey, these people also were cool in the past, I guess. And I almost find it insulting because to me it almost sounds like these people are old and no one will know who they are, so fucking throw them to the side. And that pisses me off because we got to hear the great Kali speak. We got to hear a whole thing about great Kali when instead, like, there are people in there that I would have been pumped to learn about. There are people in there who did fucking amazing things, um, including Ethel Johnson, who, like, made amazing strides for both the African-American community and women in professional wrestling. She was a trailblazer. She was amazing, and she just got, a, got thrown in there with everyone else. And here's the big problem with it. You know how the video package just shows a bunch of, like, clips of all of the different legacy inductees? The the video clip they showed of Ethel was not of fucking Ethel. It was it was of Sandy Parker. Good fucking work. Good work, WWE. I think it was. I think uh, think Meltzer uh, first reported that. Like I saw it earlier today, and I was just like, "How could they? You people have so many production people. How did you miss that?" Yeah, and for me, it's just like the Hall of Fame should be celebrating the innovators, the greatest people in the professional wrestling business who are a little bit past their prime. Like, obviously, you do want a Kane in there or an Edge when Edge went in the Hall of Fame. You want a, one big name, but also you do need to keep the legacy of these people alive, not by just saying their name and showing some incorrect clips of them wrestling like, like, Show the impact, show the impact they've had on current wrestlers, show the impact they had on the business as a whole, let them speak if they are alive and able to, or let someone speak on their behalf, because, like, I love RVD, RVD doesn't need to be in the Hall of Fame yet, because RVD's still fucking choo chewing, baby, RVD's still fucking getting it. It is it is arguable that RVD does not need to be choo chewing anymore, but I understand your point because, like, uh, and uh, to your point, uh, things like Edge, for example, when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, it was almost a done deal. Medical science at that time literally said, you cannot wrestle again or you will break your neck. And nowadays, yeah. like... It 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 has changed, and now that he's able to get some more matches in, like he's able to come back because he is still able to wrestle. Same thing with Christian, um, in uh, his own way. And so, like, it, it it to the people that like it's they're done with wrestling, and I bet Kane is done with wrestling. I hate to say it, um. Prince is yeah. probably for the best do you No, I you don't shouldn't. I don't um but he like was it's in for the, the I'm a huge Kane mark I'm not sad to say yeah it. uh I do love Kane but it's probably for the best he's a mayor now good for he, him well hold on correction the idiot wrestler mayor which is a sign that was up in Knoxville County Tennessee and it's so fucking choice which is hilarious because If I was, if I did live in Knoxville, I would not have voted for him, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) yeah. So it's just, uh, no, I get where you're coming from too, especially for the people that made an impact that we don't know. It's just like fucking Dr. Death, Buzz Sawyer, like I'm like, don't, they do not belong in there. They were fucking amazing people that everyone knows about Steve Williams. Everyone knows about Buzz Sawyer and like. To see them thrown in this like, hey, we're just going to talk about him for a few minutes and that's it. Not give him a whole thing like that. That pisses me off. Uh, But for now, Dylan, what is your heel of the week? I don't get a comment on the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Thank you. I patiently waited through the five minutes of YouTube. I can't see you,
0: so I don't know if you're wanting to talk or just having to listen to me and Blake bullshit. I can read the exasperated Dylan look, and whether it's I want (laughs) to speak or I'm done with your bullshit.
1: Uh, There
2: you go.
0: There we go. There Uh, it is. Yeah.
2: So
1: do you know the so the main problem with the WWE Hall of Fame is that it's really just a pri- like a promotional machine for themselves yeah uh because there's no mm-hmm. actual hall of fame it's not actually a place you can't visit it you can't learn about the inductees there's not even a Donald fucking Trump <laughs> yeah, yes. Donald Trump is in it yeah <clears> Donald Trump is in it <throat> um but yeah it serves no purpose it does nothing for anyone other than at the ceremony people pay attention <laughs> to you for about 15 minutes if you're lucky yeah. That's it. That's all it does. And so while that does cheapen their legacy, the entire thing in a way cheapens the legacy <laughs> of its inductees because like I said, you can't I don't know who was in it from the class of 2006. I'd have to look up a site that's not WWE to find that out.
0: Wikipedia, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd have to Wikipedia. WWE doesn't care about their own Hall of Fame. Why should I? yeah I care about the people that I feel like are notable and should be immortalized, but if I really cared about that, I'd go look at the wrestling Observer Hall of Fame also I'd go look at the ones that people that know wrestling are like that person that person made an impact that person had a career. Mm-hmm. if I really cared about it, I wouldn't care about what the sports entertainment company said were the people because they probably had to be told about half the people that were in their honorable mention section,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Also, I feel like you would respect Liger for saying my... I'm Jushin Thunder Liger of New Japan Professional Wrestling, and I'm so excited to be in this Hall of Fame. Like, (laughs) thank you, Liger. Oh, that is hilarious. I am Jushin Thunder Liger from a better company. I'm Jushin Thunder Liger
1: from a place of actual history and respect for the (laughs) industry.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh... All right, so my Hall of Fame is the... Oh, sorry, not my <laughs> Hall of Fame. Oh, my heel of the week. My heel of fame. My Hall of Fame, dude. I'll talk about my Hall of Fame. We'll be here for five hours. It'll be great. I'll give speeches for them. I don't care. Uh, on their behalf. I want you to do a wrestling anyway. history
0: X of your Hall of Fame, so we could cut it over six months. That? <laughs> That's fair. I could do I could do a uh, I
1: could do like a Mount Rushmore. Probably do that. How but, about uh, that? Wait, hold uh, on.
0: How about this? Because next week. I feel like we do need to not immediately just cut back into coverage. Why not next week? We each bring our Mount Rushmore's and that's the episode. We just do a few specials in April. There we go.
1: Anyway, my heel of the week is the relationship between AEW and impact
2: <laughs> because yep. it's
1: we talked holding about before. AEW back. Because I'm 90% sure that's why the main event scene isn't moving forward at any reasonable pace. It's because everything, whether known or not, because fucking AEW isn't promoting it at all. They don't give a shit. Because there's a unification title match between Impact and AEW. And I feel that you can tell who's going to win... From the fact that one of the companies doesn't acknowledge that there's a unification (laughs) match.
0: Hey, W's like, it's I wonder
1: who's gonna win. (laughs) Yeah. I doubt it's gonna be the company, the person from the company that the other company isn't acknowledging. Yeah. Oh my God. Rich Swan better show the fuck up next week or I'm gonna be real disappointed. Anyway, yeah. Because currently it's floundering. People are like, oh, they're just treading all over the same things. It's they're turning heel face, whatever. It's because nothing can really pick up. Nothing can really change until Kenny becomes double champion. And then maybe Hangman does become AEW champion. I feel they'd be rushing it. I feel that's a match for All Out. I feel that's where he can really come into his own and we can get the Hangman page run that we, we need. Because I feel having the belt on Kenny for only five months is just a waste of his... Waste of his talents. Yeah. feel like he could really do a lot with a match at, like, you know, Fight for the Fallen or, you know, something else. But I'd... hey, it's not my company. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's done nothing so far. Except giving me, like, seven of the best three-minute promos, e- or two-minute promos ever from Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Those were... Because the fact... That one company allowed the owner of another company to just come and freely shit on them <laughs> for two minutes a week for two months has to be that has to go down in history yeah. as one of the greatest things ever like imagine um, imagine if fucking uh i'm trying to trying to think of like a, a way that it could be imagine if if ECW allowed WCW to come on to their show and just shit on them.
0: I mean, Uh, the closest- Eric Bischoff
1: just comes on and talks about, because Tony Schiavone would be there again. It'd be great. (laughs) And just comes on there and just shits on. That's it. That's the only real thing I take away from this.
0: Yeah, the closest I could think to that was like the first ECW One Night Stand WWE version where- all the WWE guys came and just shit on the pay-per-view. But that made sense, because it did have the best payoff of all time of Paul Heyman coming down and looking up in the rafters, seeing the shit they flung down, picking it up, loading it into an arm cannon, and just launching it back at them.
1: The only reason you're champion is because Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. Anyway, yeah, that's my heel of the Week. Um, But luckily, Triple H
0: does want to work Tuesdays now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that's... Like I said, I'm just really sad. I feel like it's hamstringing Kenny... Well, no, it's not. It's it's hamstringing the storyline. Kenny Omega is still delivering banger after motherfucking banger in every match that he's a part of. Because he's Kenny Omega, and he's the best goddamn wrestler on the planet
0: preview of next week's Mount Rushmore with the Dylan. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Spoiler, it's at least half New Japan.
0: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say it's at least half Kenny Omega. It's cleaner Kenny Omega, best best bout machine Kenny Omega. (laughs) Fuck it, PWG, No, There's
1: Junior the cleaner, there's Heavyweight the cleaner, (laughs) there's best bout machine, and then there's A.E.W. Kenny Omega. <laughs> and
0: that's my mouth. The right four of right. faces
1: of Omega. Uh yeah. Uh, no. Let's
0: uh let's get into our baby faces of the week. I'm interested in Blake's because I don't I haven't heard what this man did. Oh, it's um well, uh to get into it, uh Diamond Dallas Page turned sixty-five earlier this week. Sixty-five years old. That man is still going strong. And um <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what D- Dallas the Diamond Sissel looks like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down, Diamond uh, looks like a pussy. <laughs> and I just want to to put that in perspective. Diamond Dallas Page is the same age as the man we don't talk about, the racist, um or Jake Roberts, Roddy Piper, rest in peace if he were still alive, and uh Randy Savage, rest in peace. Like um he's a couple years older than uh Paul Nash, Luger, and Sting, and that See, man is so fucking fit. <laughs> and Well, that's the amazing thing to me, is the fact that people don't realize Dally started wrestling late when he was, like, fucking 30. Like, he in his 30, early 30s, Late he started. 30. Was it
1: late? I thought he was mid. It was, like, mid to... It yeah, was, like, cause, mid, because he became champion when he was 40.
0: Yeah, because he, he was, like, a manager for the longest time, and then got out of it and then came back. He, like Dallas is fucking amazing. Yeah, and uh, he has turned that, like, his lifestyle, uh, and I'm almost positive that I brought this before, uh, as, as Diamond Dallas Page has a baby face because of how much he has helped wrestlers, uh, case in point, um, uh, uh, Jake Roberts, um, yep. and, like, how much he does. Uh, it's a... You don't realize how big DDP yoga is, because it's not really so much in the wrestling circle anymore. It's become its own thing. And like he has legitimately helped people um find a way to lose weight and get healthier using yoga that also helps strengthen your body and give you like a good core and cardio workout at the same time. He has fucking mastered this at this point and he's yeah. using it to help people. And I I just like uh, for all the credit the DDP gets, I feel like, Dylan? He needs more. Yeah, he needs more. Uh, so, so when are you gonna start doing it? Yes. I, if anyone can if if any- on this call can attest to the power of DDP yoga, it is me in 2011. Because... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now listen. If I could get a time machine <laughs> and go back to 2011, when I actually did DDP yep. yoga. Uh, God, I actually... don't you still have the tapes?
0: Huh? Yeah. Oh, I had to do I it on the so. DVDs back then. I had to full on do the DDP yoga DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you still have those uh, somewhere? I got they gotta be fucking somewhere. Clear where they are? I you, you know what? better find them. I wouldn't you mind. Yeah, by seeing what packages he's got, because I would love to get back into DDP yoga because you can. You can get a year of his app because now he's progressed beyond DVDs. He's got just a full fucking app. Uh, it's a a hundred dollars for a full year. All right, I might te- check it out. I'll wait until this. Uh, I'll wait until I get my next paycheck. See what he could do. Yeah, because, I mean, I really thought you were gonna say I'm gonna wait until I finish this bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have not had a, a a bottle of whiskey in this house for over a month. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say just in one sitting. I haven't had a bottle of whiskey in one sitting in at least a month. You Mother. fuck off. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I,
1: well, I haven't had a bottle of whiskey in this house in a month, and
0: that's just because I haven't been able to make it to the liquor store <laughs> before it closes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a nice gin uh, and tonic tonight, though. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but uh, uh, DDP, God love the man. D? All right. You want to go? You want me to go? Uh, yeah. You, know you crank in. Is. You crank in.
1: Okay, so uh, we talked about it earlier, but Max Caster, yes, is probably the best thing going in wrestling right now. That is not getting like enough attention because most of his stuff is on dark and like Twitter and everything. But Max Caster has just just dripping amounts of charisma. Max Castor has replaced um MJF as my favorite talker. Oh really? In AEW. Ooh. Oh yeah. Because Max Castor start. Max Castor has like a mic like the worst thing that happens is you get like a hilarabad Bad promo or a Hilarabad rap. The best thing you get is the fucking diss tracks he makes on like a monthly basis that are that are phenomenal and creative and like have their own like their own production to it like also he's just a he's a, he's a solid like above solid wrestler, yeah and he's like deceptively strong because his father's a former. Pro NFL player. Oh,
0: <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. His his genetics are ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize until... I, I believe I told you guys, there was one match where, like, uh like not a small wrestler. No, I think it was Ryzen. Ryzen did a middle rope crossbody, and Max Caster just fucking caught it. Holy shit. Nice. It was just like, yep, all right, this is happening now. He didn't quite do the Brian Cage man curls, but, like, yeah. it was still impressive. And so, like, I know, I know that I see so much, so much potential there in a different, in a different way. Because, like, MJF just, like, is very much like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to be, whenever they go full heel, this will be the guy. Like, Max Caster is one of those things where it's just, like, I see potential versatility because he has, he has humor. Yeah, like, he has that, that charisma where you're just like, oh, this man is this legitimately entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Like, if... If, if the Acclaimed have a match, if Max Caster is going to be on the show, I know that for at least the length of that time, I will be entertained by what is happening. MJF mm-hmm. has done things that I were not was not entertained by. His Pinnacle promo,
0: I'd really give a shit about. Um, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but that's because I'm a massive mark for him. So like, Yeah, but I
1: would, because I understand that like, Max Caster's current gimmick has a ceiling. MJF doesn't um but like i would i would fully run with a, like dig uh max caster like tnt title like oh, yeah. run it run it like a run it like a reverse version of the john cena us title yeah <laughs> just like he's like i just i just see i see so much much potential there and i feel like it deserves to be recognized mm-hmm. and the fact that he's with anthony bowens who is just this like multimedia like fucking star, and also ridiculously good. Well, I can't wait till the Acclaimed come back. Max Caster has proven he is a very good singles wrestler, but the Acclaimed is my favorite tag team in AEW. Yeah. Mainly what? because I've become... By the way, sorry, complete different... Uh, hold on, I'll make this the end thing. I don't know, do we have something
0: planned as the end segment? <laughs> <laughs> Can I... No, we're good. We don't have anything big we we have to discuss. We do. There's not a big thing happening this weekend. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: Sorry. Here. I'll bring it up now. I'll bring it up now. It's just a little side. Do you guys think that the reason why we don't care about the Young Bucks as much now is that they've become so good for so long that we just haven't fucking
0: noticed I think we just stopped caring. Well, it's a sameness. It's, it's the same thing over. Like, honestly, the most excited, and this is dumb as shit. The most excited I got about the young bucks is when Matt grew out a beard and got that Shawn Michaels cross earring. That was the most excited I'd ever been. I'm like, okay, this is something kind of new. Yeah. I think at this point, the young bucks really need to change it up because they are falling into that. Like it, if you eat steak every night for dinner, you're going to get tired of steak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's, that's like, the most first world wrestling problem. It is. I've oh, yeah. I've ever heard
0: of. The Young
1: Bucks have been so good for so long that we're just sick of them being good. <laughs>
0: it, well, I also think because of their longevity, like, they how long it's been since they took time off and gave us a break from the Young Bucks, I think that's a big part of it. Yep. Uh, well, on to my baby faces I've got two. One's a small one. One's a video I sent to you guys earlier today. And it's pre-COVID, and it's apparently one of, like, those big gatherings in England where just a bunch of people come to hear wrestlers talk. And it's Becky and Seth. And they did a game during it, which was basically, like, the newlywed show, where they asked Becky a bunch of questions about Seth while Seth couldn't hear because they were blasting Ambrose's theme music into his ears. <laughs> and then, um, asked seth a bunch of questions about becky while she couldn't hear while they blasted ronda rousey's theme music into her ear and my favorite part of the whole thing is she puts on the headphones the music starts playing she looks up at the guy and just flips him off in front of the whole crowd like fuck you but my favorite part about it were two amazing moments of dramatic irony because there were questions like what would Becky say, Rocker Austin, Sean or Brett, and shit like that? But then there was, what would Seth most like for Christmas? And of course, Becky doesn't know how to respond because they are billionaires. They've got everything they could want. And so Becky just went like, I don't know, the, ch- the championship pack or uh, maybe a month off? And I went, oh, he's going to have a month off for, for Christmas, Becky. <laughs> and then went to Seth. What would, what would Becky most want? And then the crowd chanted, and then he, re- re- he responded, Little Seth, which they were talking about his dick, but she <laughs> did get a Little Seth for Christmas. Uh, it, was very, it was a very good little, like, 15-minute watch. Go check it out. It was very good. Uh, but no, my baby face of the week is one NXT TakeOver match we did not discuss earlier, and it's Valter versus Ciampa. AKA Bear Dad faces Angry German. Because firstly, the match was amazing because um Barrett was the whole time talking about, well, you see, Chompa, he's had a he's got a family, and a family makes you weak. And then immediately Beth Phoenix, <laughs> the woman who has killed men over her children, was just like, You wanna say that again, motherfucker? Like I, I thought there was going to be a fight at the booth and that was just the story of the match was a Papa Bear fighting with everything he had to try to overcome this whale of a human that what knows how to chop you real good. And the one problem I had with the match, I stopped having a problem with the minute I thought about it because Walt, the finish of the match was after just brutal shit, like... De- uh, death valley drivers like air raid crashes off of the top rope amazing shit it just ends with a massive chop from Valter which is what he's known for but that got the three count and I went oh, that's a little disappointing that an air raid crash off the like top rope wouldn't end it or this wouldn't end it but then a chop would end it until I remembered at the very beginning of the match he had Champa like poised against the announce table went to chop him Chompa moves out of the way Walter chops the top of the announce table in half (laughs) he literally broke wood with his hand so yeah I think it would make sense if that connected with your sternum that it was over do you know what that is Scotty that is superior German engineering That is German engineering, but it's also so.
1: You know, you know Walter's theme music. It's the most perfect theme music in wrestling because it's so ominous. Oh, yeah, this is such a thing, and it's just like, and then you see him, and you're just like, "Oh shit,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna hurt someone, isn't he?" He's gonna hurt someone, and he does. (laughs) But yeah, that, that was great. I love, oh, I love Champa moving into his new era, which is old man Champa, which is literally what he's calling himself. And, Cause he's just got the grayest beard. He lets his hair grow out a little bit and it just looks all scraggly. And it's like watching old man Logan again. And that's such an Isn't interesting- Isn't Champa only like 38? Yeah, I don't know what happened to him to make him look like he does, but it's really interesting. Like- Cause there's always the gimmick of like, uh, like Edge coming back after so long and coming back, but you never focus on him just being an old man. Champa just coming out and be like, I'm old man Champa and I'm here to kill. Like, yeah, that rules. So, yeah, Walter and Champa, I am gonna say it now match of takeover, best match of takeover for me. Yep. Oh, Walter's, Walter's actually uh, Austrian. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you. Sp- but now boys, uh time for our closing discussion because there's just like one last set of predictions we have to get done before the end of this series for for this for this Fuck small you. show that's coming up. <laughs> We've gotta fucking predict racial Mania and God. Can we just take a second? Just a second to uh, Just take stock of where we were when we were ready to do our WrestleMania predictions last year versus right now. How excited we were, because we were going to go down to Florida. We were going to get to <laughs> hang out with Dylan. The five boys would be together again. I think, no, listen, I think we already don't. knew. At that okay. point, we had to have already yeah, we knew. okay Yeah, we knew.
1: Don't remind me again that I miss seeing Minoru Suzuki twice.
0: But I'm... But no, no, no. I was still excited for the card then. And I said it last week and I'm just going to reiterate it now. This is the first time in 10 years that I'm not watching WrestleMania. I'm going to go to those places where you can paint and drink wine and have a lovely evening in with my wife instead of watching this shit-ass card. <laughs> uh, starting, starting... Also, by the way, uh, Chomp is 35. <laughs> Champa, what happened to you? What happened
1: to you? Champa, Tommaso Champa is 35, Tommaso Chompa is five years older than
0: me. Tommaso Champa focused all of his energy on his body and not his uh, ability to age. So he just got real muscled up and it just aged him. Uh, All right, up all right, first. What's the first
1: card? Let's just get through this. Let's just fucking power through this. Okay,
0: Sasha Banks, Bianca, what we got? I've got Bianca.
2: Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha,
0: okay. Dylan? Uh, Bianca. We care so little at this point. It's just like, okay, Bobby versus Drew. What's everyone got? Bobby, Drew. Okay, yeah, let's Bob. go. Yep. Uh, Bobby. B- uh, Dylan? Uh, Bobby. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, because they finally got smart and made it a tag match versus Ms. and Morrison. Yeah, them. Them. It's them. Ms. and Morrison? No. Oh, Bunny. Fuck okay. oh, no. Uh, New Day versus AJ Styles and Big Boy Omos. The Skyscraper. New Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the human freight train, Braun Strowman, taking on the little man, Shane McMahon. Choo-choo. Braun. Braun. Yeah. Uh That's our first disagreement, I think. Oh, well, no, because Blake had Sasha. I said Shane. I think Shane's going to get it. Uh, Cesaro, the one good match of WrestleMania, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Cesaro. Cesaro. Uh, I hope for it. I said Rollins. A tag team turmoil match, which was Dana and Mandy, Riot Squad, two other teams that don't matter, and then possibly Carmella and Billy Kay, but that could be Carmella and Bailey. I hope it's the Iconics reuniting. I don't fucking care. Uh... And, of course, because this is a multi-man match, we all picked different. Dylan has Riot Squad. Blake has Dana and Mandy. I said the fifth team. So if they don't add a fifth team, I'm fucked. (laughs) Aren't you already winning? I'm up by, let's see here. Ten. No, no, no. You're up by nine. Yeah, and I'm up by eight. I'm up by eight.
1: Uh, It's it's, it's impossible. We didn't predict TakeOver, so we can't beat you. (laughs) Uh.
0: Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Dylan with the sensible answer of Roman. Blake with the hopeful answer of Daniel Bryan, and myself with the p- probably right answer of Edge. Uh, isn't he think, like the highest in the uh in like the betting odds? Is Edge? Uh, I haven't actually looked at the betting odds for WrestleMania. Uh, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I love the disdain in Dylan's voice right now. I'm just like, just say the fucking next match so we can get this go, over go, with. Go, 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 go. Oscar. fuck you because this match exists. Oscar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. versus Rhea Ripley. I have Ripley. A I girl's have girl's going to get it. Uh, she probably is, but I, I have Oscar. Oh, wait. I, I know how Dylan works. Yeah, I know. I know how Dylan works. I've already typed in Oscar. Fuck Asuka. you for making me say Rhea Ripley. Fuck you. Just fuck you. Just fuck you, WWE. Fuck you. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna go against it? Right fuck you. Are you <laughs> gonna go off? Are you gonna go against your, uh...
1: Because I know that's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, The Fiend versus Randall Keith Orton. F- the friend. Fiend. I hope he actually
1: murders Randy.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, Big E versus Apollo. Yep. Oh, you know what? No. I'm gonna go with Randall Keith Orton. Fuck it. Big E. Biggie, because he has Wally singing him out to the ring. I don't think that guy's gonna lose. I also have Biggie. Yeah, uh, we all have Biggie. Unfortunately, um, Owens versus Zane with Logan Paul <laughs> watching on, because WWE loves to take a great God, thing. I just and fuck I, it I up.
1: want Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens to win and then
0: powerbomb Logan Paul through uh, the earth. I want throw Kevin him Owens off the pirate shit. Yeah. I-, I want Kevin Owens killing uh, the the Paul boy um, <laughs> being the reason that he loses, because at least we get the best of both worlds, because I pick Sami Zayn. You got Owens, Dylan? Yeah. I also have Owens. Riddle versus Seamus, who is rocking his mohawk once again.
1: Seamus. Seamus. Just because I want Matt Riddle to be dead. That well, is yeah, a fair Well, yeah, so
0: point. do I, but unfortunately me and Blake did pick Riddle. <laughs> yeah. You could. Uh, Go Jax and Baszler versus the tag team turmoil winner, uh, we decided that it's just like whoever wins it gets put in there. We don't want, we don't want to instantly have to be like, oh, the fifth team lost. That means you instantly lose this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the winner. Fuck it. Yeah, so do I. So do I. It's time for the Riot Squad to step up. Yeah, I already, I already
1: said I had the one. Oh yeah, you didn't okay. chat earlier. We're almost yep, there. Yep, yep. We're, we're almost fucking there. Come on.
0: Alright. <laughs> Dylan is so fucking done with this. <laughs> Alright, boys. I hate that this exists. Everyone yes, take a too. big take a big breath in. <sighs> you hear that? That's the sound of us no longer having to talk about WWE for the next 365 days. Oh, that fe- I felt a tingle. I felt a little tingle come up. That's nice. You know what? That's actually that's. You know a good what we feeling.
1: should do? We we should still do the prediction series for the <laughs> per views with no knowledge of what's happening.
0: <laughs> i ah, uh, I don't know, cause like I may be a stinker and just read up on shit. I don't know. Well, until we figure it out. What'd you boys learn this week?
1: I learned that I've become. Terribly jaded to pro wrestling, and it makes me sad inside.
0: I learned that Dylan's Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling is four different Kenny Omegas. <laughs> I've learned that, I learned that Walter's arm was forged in the fires of Mount Doom itself. <laughs> Until next time, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Dark Room Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me on the Future Best Friends YouTube channel as well um, with my friend Hagen as we're doing a uh, retrospective on Fallout 3, one of my favorite games ever. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out my, out my other podcasts from the Mini adventures of Sammy Magic to Fun Fiction. Or my brand new project, The Weird. It's an actual play TTRPG podcast that is a lovely blend of Twin Peaks, X-Files, and whatever my dumbass does. And you can find that on Twitter at JoinTheWeird. We just set up our Patreon, and we've got some fucking insane perks on there. I know we talk about the perks for ours, but holy shit, we are giving away pogs if you fucking donate. (laughs) Uh... Special thanks to MegaRan for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out MegaRan and give him all the love that your heart can give when you're finished giving that love to us. And as always, you can find us at purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at purebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at fight boy Show Evil Uno. because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!